Welcome to Checking In, a weekly podcast from Hotel Owner, the UK's trusted source of hotel industry news and analysis. Each week we meet a new guest and learn their story, all the highs and lows, triumphs and disasters they've faced and how they got through to the other side. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to. To get more industry insight, head to hotelowner.co.uk and subscribe for unlimited access. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of the podcast, drop us a line at podcast at hotelowner.co.uk. I'm your host, Michael Northcott, and this week I spoke with Michael Mason Shaw, General Manager at Hyatt Place, London City East. We spoke about his career starting as an art graduate, becoming a cause food and beverage country manager, and onward to general manager roles working with SciCast Hospitality Management. We touched on his passion for sustainability and how to bring it into hospitality, and how technology is the key change the industry has seen since he started back in 1999. Hi, Michael. Thanks very much for joining us today. Pleasure. Um, would you like to start us off with a potted history of your career to date, uh, the major milestones and which, which places you've worked, and then we can dive into your current, current role too? No, uh, of course. Um, I think for me, we need to go back before I started in hospitality. Um, I started in an arts background. I studied photography and sculpture, um, graduated, and like a lot of people, I guess, when you're at university, you have part-time roles. And I um, started in my first hotel as a breakfast chef, stroke breakfast waiter, and 25 years later, I'm, I'm here today. Um, having gone through um, 17 openings, um, multiple international groups, um, and private asset equity um, companies, um, predominantly my career, I spent 10 years with the Accor, uh, Accor Hotel Group within the UK, and then subsequently moved more towards the franchise model within the industry. And um, I've been at the pleasure of opening hotels or working with the likes of the franchise hotels within Hilton, Marriott, Wyndham, and now Hyatt. I'm currently the general manager at the Hyatt Place London City East. And uh, the start of your career uh, as an art graduate going into hospitality, what, what made you sort of take, a, take a, a leap sideways like that? I think for me, I, I've always had an interest in, in people. And when I was studying art, um, one of the main things that I was really focused on at that moment in time was um, semiotics and, and understanding the basic understanding of what drives people in terms of social interaction and not psychology and I'm, I'm, I'm not pretending to be a, a psychologist by any means mm. but people um, and, and I think hospitality fundamentally is about people and you have to be able to connect with people and from a very early part of my career and that's exactly what I was able to do um, and I've had a very successful career. So your first role uh, after uh, graduating was, if I've got my notes correct here, uh, Quality Hotel Hulls. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, so, so that's where I started as a breakfast chef. <laughs> yeah. So what, what, was the, what was that like as, a, as an introduction to, to, to your career? That was very operational. Um, I think back then um, hotels were a very different um, environment to where we are today. Um, it was very much a hands-on um, approach to developing, developing you as, a, as an individual. Um, 
I, w I was quite able to to move up quite quickly, um, just in terms of my own development um, through supervisory roles and assistant manager roles. Um, and by the time I left that property, I was food and beverage manager. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was lucky enough to take on my first opening hotel uh, with Accor, mm -hmm. and I actually opened the Ibis Hotel. Right. So uh, you not then a, not as general manager though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you spent uh, eight years uh, at a core, or t eight or ten years? Did you say? Yeah, it was about eight, it, eight to ten years with that core. And and uh, that culminated in you being food and beverage country manager. Yeah, it did. So what was the, the sort of career trajectory uh, from entering the Accor uh, group to, to taking up that role? Um, well, I took on the first uh, first role with Accor was um, within Hull. Um, that was the city where I graduated from university. And the first role was a team leader. Um, very kind of hands-on role within Food and Beverage and Front Office. Um, it's a select service brand within IBIS. Um, or Ibis, uh, depending on where, where you're yeah. from. And, and I was really able to develop myself quite quickly within Accor. The, the program of development and the infrastructure within Accor is, is really solid. So if you show aptitude and you, you show a willingness to, to develop yourself and, and to really gain momentum and mobility, um, then they will support that. And I was part of the management development program um, very lucky to to have worked in numerous cities, um, and then ultimately, um, I was part of a food and beverage development group, and that was for a couple of years. Um, and then the opportunity came my way to support the UK, um, and I took on that role for two years. So, what was the day to day uh, responsibility set like for for that role once once you took it up? Um, it reporting into various different um, stakeholders, um, reporting into the UK exec team at the time, and ultimately also strategizing from a European level, um, being the UK liaise uh, for food and beverage. And food and beverage was always something that was a passion of mine. Um, having come through the kitchens as my first role um, and it was always kind of a natural affiliation I've been really lucky after my time with Accor to, to work with stakeholders and, and owners that have recognised that interest that I have and mm -hmm. I've, I've been able to develop a number of restaurants and bars including the current hotel that I'm in um, so I, th I think one of the things that I really took from my time with Accor is their approach to fundamentally understanding food and beverage mm. and their approach to the way they operate their, their hotels. And, I, and I've always kept that with me. So what, in your opinion, makes uh, a good food and beverage manager in, in general, having, having had that experience? Um, someone that enjoys <laughs> what they do, someone that is real foodie, someone that really um, understands what the latest trends are um, within the local localization mm. of, of their, their restaurant or the hotel that they're in at, the, at that moment. Someone that really understands that to develop a good restaurant concept, it, it, it takes multiple different criteria. It's about the people, it's about the food, it's about the chef, it's about having the fundamental location mm. correct for the concept that you're trying to develop. Mm. Um, and I think what we've been able to do with the teams that I've worked with over the years, because it's always a, a team a team effort, mm -hmm. is that we've fundamentally created um, restaurant concepts that work in the location 
Um, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit later about the Hyatt, but um, really super proud of the, the two outlets that we've got there at the moment. Mm. That's interesting you say that about um, there being a, a focus on setting up menus and, and restaurant concepts that work with the local area. You, 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 you know, you could be forgiven for thinking from the outside that a large organization wouldn't th be thinking in that way is that was that critical to their approach is is, is uh, I, I think i think over time the industry has moved much more to like a localized approach um you can take a hotel and you can um put a badge on 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 a a, a bar or a a restaurant but ultimately the ones for me, and I can only talk from my, my own experience, the ones the, the ones that are the most successful are the ones that connect with the local community um, and have a sense of authenticity. Mm -hmm. um, and authenticity is something that I'm being really um, passionate about uh, ensuring that we, we create that in mm -hmm. the multiple hotels that have been um, successful to manage. So from there, it was uh, on to Wyndham Hotels, is that yeah, right? Yeah, so... And that was your first general manager role? That was my second general second. manager role. Okay. Um, but ultimately, that was a real change for me from working within the management, uh, a managed estate, mm -hmm. um, to then um, working in a more private, um, the private equity side of the, of, of the industry and franchised uh, model, working with management groups. So, could you explain for, for people who don't know the ins and outs of what that means? What, 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 are, you, what are you referring to there? I guess the biggest difference for me moving from um, a managed estate like Accor to working with a privately owned hotel is fundamentally understanding business management mm. and working with an owner to maximise the return on investment for that particular asset. So, I quite quickly learned from my time with, um, it was the Marder Hotel in Coventry, mm -hmm. um, that it was very much about working with the owner on their objectives, the basics of understanding balance sheets, cash flows, right. finance management, yep. ultimately, um, and, and being able to steer commercially a business um, through, that was a very difficult time. Um, that was during the 20... 2007, 2008 um, economic um, crash. <laughs> um, so it was, um, it was, a, it, it was a difficult time for the asset. Um, but by focusing on the key fundamentals of managing people, managing quality, um, we were able to really steer ourselves through that. Um, and I was really pleased that when I left that asset, we were number one uh, within our concept. So. Um, we're, we're edging closer towards your uh, current yeah. role. <laughs> so, so, what, so what came next? So um, with that ownership group, I, I was able then to um, come back down to London. Um, so my time within Accor was predominantly within London, um, particularly when I got to the Food and Beverage Director role. So I came back down to London and I did the uh, opening for the Doubletree um, by Hilton London XL. Um, again, that was a privately owned um, asset. Um, managed that for two or three years, did the, the opening um, of that hotel, and then moved um, to do an opening um, with a different company in Oxford. Mm -hmm. um, managed the opening for the Courtyard by Marriott um, in Oxford South. And then I um, was seconded to do another opening um, with a different company, um, with Black and White Hospitality, um, due to opening an asset in Birmingham, um, but due to COVID that 
didn't quite come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed for with the owners for um, the Hyatt Place mm-hmm. and Saikas Hospitality, who uh, manage the hotel um, in uh, Whitechapel. And I've been general manager now there for two, three years, three and a half years. So what makes you uh, a go-to guy for openings? Because uh, there have been quite a few. <laughs> I think it's just the experiences that I've been able to have. I was I was very lucky to be in, in the, the company that I was at the time with Accor and the role that I, I had with um, the food and beverage development role in that at that moment in time, there was a big expansion around a, a couple of their brands, um, which then gave me the exposure to really understand the fundamentals of how you do an opening. Um, but I think you also need to go back to the beginning of my career with Accor. I mean, the first hotel that I opened was... Um, uh, well, the first hotel that I was in with, with Accor was an opening. Mm. Um, the second hotel that I, I was in with Accor was an opening mm-hmm. um, in Leeds. So I think I just got that in my blood. Yeah, <laughs> became pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, what's so the... It's 17 hotels that I've been part of. 17. So um, your current role, general manager, Hyatt Place, London City East. Correct. Um, tell us a bit about the property itself. Yeah, it was the first um, first Hyatt place in central London, first of its brand. Um, I was um, I interviewed for the role during the unfortunate pandemic um, that we were going through. Um, I met with the owners. It's a privately owned uh, asset. Um, it's managed by Sykes Hospitality. Um, Sykes Hospitality. We have 55 hotels now uh, within the UK and Europe. One of the leading hospitality companies. Our asset is um, unique in in that it was a, a renovation mm-hmm. uh, project. Um, it was a, a an office um, previously, and when I met with the owners, their their vision for the property was very much a sustainable construction project, and that resonated with me really a lot because of my interest in sustainability, which has been there since I was a child. Um, and on top of that, um, there was a real interest in um, localization of, of the hotel mm-hmm. from an interior design perspective, mm-hmm. um, more predominantly around street art and right. local artists because of its location in Whitechapel. Um, so from a very early stage in, in that kind of process of, of coming on board with the project, two of my biggest passions were laid bare. And then you lay on top that my interest in, in more than an in interest, my career of hospitality, it was like a dream come true in the middle of a, a very difficult pandemic. Um, and why it was quite an easy one to, to say, yes, I'll, I'll join. So tell us a bit about the sustainability angle uh, with this with this particular property. Yeah, um, the hotel, we've just won an award, actually, at the Head Europe Awards um, uh, 2023 for sustainability. And that journey has started from the beginning. So we put together a real stellar team headed up by um, myself, um, the Psychos Hospitality and um, the asset management company, Barclay Capital Group, okay. um, yeah. a lady called Lisa Engel. Um, and if you are going to have a, a real s- a sustainable um, vision, um, and I don't mean that in terms of sustainability, but something that is going to last a, a period of time, it's about having the right fundamentals in place and the right team. Mm. So from, from the, the beginning for that hotel, we, we really wanted to have the right framework from a, a people perspective, but also from a construction point of view. So um, we um, were quite clear that we wanted to be Briam. 
accredited and this year we uh, became Priam uh, accredited excellent so what, what, what is that for listeners who, who don't know necessarily so Priam is a framework really for for you to really understand what you need to achieve a certain levels of sustainability um, within your construction so it's your supply chain it's the infrastructure of your air conditioning I'm just right. trying to be as basic basic as I can just to make sure that that you future proofed um, the asset yeah yeah um, and from that you are it's quite an intensive process of, of assessment and I'm, I've only touched on <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah, of points there but um, ultimately they once once the building is constructed there's a series of assessments that you need to go through in terms of soundproofing environmental soundness um, future sustainability practices um, operationally how you intend to operate the hotel post opening and we came out with the excellent award and that excellent, was really yeah. the foundation of our um, our sustainability uh, vision for the hotel. After that, it then really becomes about having the right actions in place um, operationally. So we have worked with the likes of Aerated, mm-hmm. for example, who are within the retail sector and office um, sector predominantly. And they assess the air quality of the hotel. So why why are we doing that? Ultimately, you're a hotel. Mm-hmm. And air quality when you sleep is is super important. Yep. And the location of the hotel, it's, it's on Whitechapel uh, High Street. It's a super urban location. Um, and you wouldn't expect a hotel of that location to have the best air quality. Right. But we actually scientifically had the, the, the air assessed. Yeah. And we came out with Gold Award. Amazing. And, and so where did your interest in this particular um, discipline, if you will, come, come from? I have always had an interest in sustainability. I, I mean, I, I go back thinking in my childhood, you know, that in the 90s, um, and we're kind of in a point now where, where some of those news flashes that are on screen in terms of um, climate change, uh, we're living through that. Mm. And I'm a big advocate of living a, a humble life as right. best as I can. Um, I've been monitoring my own my own sustainability and my own climate um, uh, impact for a number of years um, on a personal level. Okay, um, I've monitored that in two ways with ecology. Um, I carbon offset. Even monitoring my own um, carbon footprint is something that I've done for a number of years now. Um, it's not, I'm not trying to preach in any way. It's for every individual to to um, formulate their own view on um, big topics like climate change. Mm. But fundamentally for me, I just have always felt passionate about trying to do what I can do mm-hmm. um, on a personal level. Um, so for a number of years now with ecology, I've carbon offset. Right. Um, and... I, I've, like most people, I also, you know, do the, the, the main things like recycling. and But it's also about understanding your supply chain, your own mm. personal supply, yeah, <laughs> supply chain yeah. and, and, and where you buy clothes from or, or where you buy your tech from and, and really understanding fundamentally who are behind the purchases that you're making. Yeah. Um, making more changes on a more um, individual level, um in terms of the, your own energy consumption, um, I try not. I try not to travel um, 
by car. I tried to travel by <laughs> by private tra- um, public transport. Yeah. Um, uh, reduce the number, of m- the amount of meat that I that I, that I consume in our household. You know, it, there's certain things that I've done over a period of time. Um, and what I've been really um, been able to do with with the hotel is is I've got a like-minded uh, management team now with me, yeah. and I've been able to recruit them, and I've been able to kind of bring them on a journey um, from the get-go because of that that foundation that we made and that commitment we made with the with Cycas and, and with the asset management company to make this hotel as sustainable as we can. And even tools like there's a, a tool called um, uh, within uh, within hospitality sustainable Ho- uh, hospitality association. Uh, yep. um, and they have some various tools that you can actually work with to really f- break down your own carbon footprint. And now my management team are actually going to go on a journey with me and actually use that tool themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's really great to see that um, it's not through me telling them to do that, that they've actually seen that you can make a personal change yeah. and you can make a difference. And if the more people that make that difference, then obviously the the, the better we 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 can try and achieve carbon neutrality yeah um, which is ultimately we're in tourism that's we're, the game yeah that's the game and that's the game you know do, yeah. do, do you do you market these efforts to guests as well uh, as part of the, the overall marketability of credentials of the of the property we, we do um but it's always done in a very um soft way um because right. I'm, I'm very conscious that it's Whilst we are passionate about doing what we can do as a company, mm. um, as a guest, um, it's about giving you the the, the right fundamental information, um, and you can make your own opinion. Yeah, um, it's never for us about kind of trying to tell you that you have to be uh, have to adapt yourself in, in a certain way. Yeah, but if you want to be um, in, if you want to come and stay in London, then come and stay with us. Um, we are um, a hotel that is aspiring to be as sustainable as we can and, and if that is important to you then we, we want to welcome you yeah um i think there's a trend obviously a, a much wider trend across many industries of, of uh, companies attempting to burnish their green credentials but also to re- commit to net zero targets and yeah. things like that um do you think that this is probably the better way of of getting consumer behavior to kind of catch up because if the if the company is provide is doing all the legwork basically to to yeah. reduce the carbon emissions of the of the service then it, it makes things e- easier for the consumer to to make the right choice i absolutely do think that and and and, and i think if if we can direct um the consumer towards behaving in a certain way mm. even to the fact that we're going to be working with clamato next year who are quite well known in the industry to be able to devise your menus Mm-hmm. And and each of the menu items will tell the customer the carbon footprint of of that of, of that menu item. Yeah. Then you are starting to, in a very soft way, kind of educate the customer around uh, yeah. climate change and and, and and climate footprint. Um, there's other other other, but it's also about. Um, it's not just about climate change and, and, and carbon consumption. It's also about how we treat our people. Um, it's the way that we govern the property. Um, mm. So from an environmental, social, social, corporate governance perspective or ESG, it's equally around our people. And there's one or two of our partners that we've brought into the hotel that we've really resonated with. Um, we were one of the first properties in, in central London to be accredited platinum from the, the She Travel Club, right. um, which is empowering female travel. Um, 
Now, for us, in, uh, it, we've always recognised that um, the female demographic of our guests is a growing demographic, mm-hmm. um, represents the largest proportion of our travellers. So if we can empower um, female travel um, through uh, an award-winning programme like the She Travel Club, then we wanted to do that. Um, and it, it, there's a lot of training that, that goes into that in terms of our, our, our teams and making sure that we have certain amenities and, and certain services on property. So that was a super achievement for us this year. Do you perceive wider changes in the industry at large um, moving in this direction as well? Or do you think there are companies that have some catching up to do? Or both? Uh, <laughs> um, I think just the EU reg- reg- um regulations that are coming in next year around um the um the reporting that you need to do around your carbon um, footprint um will dictate that a lot of the larger corporations that use our hotels uh, they're going to need to be reporting on, on on those regulations and i think that will have a, a two-pronged approach um to those hotels which have a, a want um, and, and a wish to be more sustainable. Mm. Um, I think there'll be gradually um, programs or partners that are more holistically across the industry that can enable those hotels to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, Priam being one of those partners as an example. Yeah. Um, that I think ultimately over a period of time that it will drive a, a real green sustainability um boon um, for the industry so looking wide more widely at uh, the industry um, beyond changes around green philosophy and so on what changes have you perceived in the industry since you started out in your career um, <laughs> that you know something structural is that it could be to do with recruitment what anything that springs to mind there technology technology yeah um don't want to show my age. Uh, I'm, it, 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 this industry is super fast paced and I've been um, in the industry for what, circa 20, 25 years. And I remember when I, my first hotel, it was a physical key mm. that you, <laughs> you know, checking someone into the, in, 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 in welcoming someone into the hotel and give them a physical key to go to their room. And now you can use your technology, use your, your, Android or your iPhone, yeah, yeah, to go and um, uh, go straight to to your room. Yeah, um, I think that is just tantamount to the um, innovation that our um, our industry is very um, very good at mm. um, and and pioneering um, in that in that regard. And a huge huge number of software startups and things around um, you know revenue management and uh, inventory management. All absolutely, those as well. absolutely. RMS and um, PMS and BMS, <laughs> all of those technologies that each of the hotels now have. Um, and, and I think what's super exciting is the, uh, uh, um, the, and, uh, the advancement of AI mm. um, and how that could be incorporated, um, particularly on maybe the more commercial um, sides of the industry. Um, I've been approached for, for example, quite a, a couple of uh, concierge uh, companies have been co- contacting me. They've got uh, this new technology that mm. they want, uh, they're trying to promote in terms of how that interaction with the customer, and and also um, just in terms of um, AI, in terms of com- commercially, mm. um, how you market your hotels. Yeah. So um, 
if you were advising a, uh, a young person going into their career now about pitfalls, about things to watch out for, or just how to get ahead, what, what, would, you, what would you say to those young people? Or, or what would you say to your, to your younger self if you were looking, if you were able to write? Um, I, I, I honestly would just say to a younger individual or my, my younger self, be yourself, um, engage, um, ask questions, be in, inquisitive as much as you want to be, um, and just don't be afraid to kind of push the status quo and, and to challenge in a really, really productive way. Um, I've been super, super um, appreciative of the mentors that I've had along the way. I was about to ask about mentors, yeah. yeah. Is, is there, some, is there a, any particular figure or figures who, who inspired you along the way? N no, there's not, no, there's not one individual. I, I think I've just been super lucky, no matter which company I've been with, that I've been able to work with like-minded individuals and, and individuals that have seen the potential in me, particularly in my earlier career. Mm. Um, to have 10 years with Accor was a, a real achievement for me and, and I always look back on those those years with fondness, um, still in contact with a lot of people mm. uh, from that from that company. But I think just coming through as, as a young general manager to have the directors above you or in different ownership groups that give you the empowerment to to go and do what you need to do mm. um to deliver for for the business mm. or deliver for your teams mm. and i think it's, i'm currently six general managers <laughs> that i've been able to develop mm -hmm. myself um and i'm uh, in my current property um i'm I, the team that i've been able to bring together are just a super talented bunch of individuals each of them so passionate about making our hotel a success but also their own teams and, and nurturing that that talent mm. um, to come through yeah. um, so I've no doubt that my current deputy will be a GM what, what do you look for when you're He's a great guy yeah <laughs> what, what, what do you look for when you're do, when you're doing recruiting when you're interviewing what's what's what are the kind of standout characteristics that that you that you're going for I'm looking for individuals that um, are quite humble. I, I, I want, I'm looking for those characteristics that um, that you are going to be someone that develops your team, that you fundamentally understand that it, to, for a successful business, it's team first. Mm. And yes, our guests are super important. They're just behind that. But they start, that whole... Um, adage isn't it in terms of a happy team is a happy guest yeah yeah and and that never changes um and that's the fundamental of what we've been able to achieve in, in our property and and i'm so happy to have every single one of my heads of department mm -hmm. um on board but they have a like-minded entrepreneurialism yeah about them and they innovate and yeah. they will challenge me <laughs> and challenge each other um, for, 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 to drive the business forward or to drive um, the services forward for the customer or how can we engage our teams more? How can we put together a more innovative training program that can really bring through those supervisors yeah. to the next level for assistant managers? And, and I think... Um, when you've got a company like Psychos Hospitality in the background. Yeah. So when I joined, I think we were 22 hotels back in uh, 2020. Um, we're now 55, 56 hotels within the UK and Europe. And that growth plan, that, that, that growth plan's inspiring every mm. single day. You know, that's inspiring to me as a general manager. And I know that's super in, in, inspiring to my team. Mm. And I want my 
team member that's currently a waiter to be the next supervisor or the next food and beverage manager in a couple of years time and that's sustainable that's that's the sustainable force of a company that you work within like that because then you can develop those individuals and that there are opportunities for them to move into into new roles as we acquire or open new properties and that's what makes me so passionate about this industry yeah um so now on to the uh Personal quick fire round, um, okay. which is how we how we end each each episode. Um, so to start with, uh, what is your favourite film? Blade Runner. Blade Runner, very good choice. Thank you. First or first one or the or the, the recent one? Oh no, no, well, uh, no, absolutely the first the, the one, the original. Yeah, the yeah. original one. There's the, the cinematography, the, the it, you, there's periods you could just pause that film mm. and it's a perfect photograph yeah and I, th- I think that just feeds into my photography um, my own personal photography aesthetics yes. so, yeah absolutely yes. um, favourite book not a big reader although um, I am currently reading the Richard Osman um, series oh yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so but I am new to that so if there's people listening apologies I'm, I'm, yeah you're probably more avid fans than, than I <laughs> um, but uh, look I, I've always uh, there's always been books in, in my house growing up I remember having all of the Roald Dahl books kind yeah. of as, as a child and uh, I think he's you're making me think now in terms of <laughs> in terms of um, characters but the illustrator it was the illustrator actually of the Roald Dahl book Roald Dahl Quentin, Quentin Blake. Blake yeah that was what that, that's why I got into art interesting okay yeah so you like the style in particular? It was just the style. It was just the style of his drawing that very similar to my dad. And my dad was like one of my heroes yeah. growing up. Um, but my dad was an illustrator. And right. that's what got me into art. Ultimately, that's what got me into art. And, and interesting, uh, I, I've, we've just... Um, We've got a, a series at the hotel called the Curated at Higher Place mm-hmm. Arts Bursary Initiative, which I launched last year, which is around what fundamentally what we're trying to do is invest in local artists in the local area and yeah. provide them a platform. So we bring in international um, photographers, filmmakers, um, designers um, that have had a successful career if in, based in London or the UK. And we're opening up our bar and our restaurant to for them to exhibit and all of that artwork is for sale and 25% of those um, sales will go into an arts bursary fund uh, incredible in yeah. the local area in the local area yeah. and we've currently just got um, Bill Tidy okay um, the yeah. MBE sadly passed away earlier in the year so it's a it's a retrospective of his work and actually um, I was speaking to my dad and one of the things that um he he really remembers was like Bill tidying like coming back from when I'm coming back from school and the whole countdown kind of thing. Yep. So he just reminded me of my childhood, and then I thought suddenly dawned on me. I was like, okay, so Bill Tidy was the reason I went to school mm-hmm. and enjoyed art. So actually, Bill Tidy was the reason I went to university, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. and now he's exhibiting in my hotel. Yeah, it's yeah. a l- lovely uh, sort of full circle. full circle to that. Yeah, full circle. Um, what about your favourite uh, holiday destination? Italy. Italy. I, I would I would second that. Thank you. <laughs> no, if a European country it would have to be Italy. If it was UK, anywhere that's a coastline in the UK. Mm. Um, I love the Welsh coastline. I, I love Cornwall. Mm. Love uh, walking. Um, love just getting out into natural natural space. Absolutely. But Italy. Italy's yeah. When you're Tur- a foodie. Yeah. Tur- yeah. Tuscany. So that's, that's that's my favourite. Um, Amalfi coastline. Okay. Yeah. 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 Very good. Very good choice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, and uh, do you have any uh, pet hates? 
typing. Typing? With aggression. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a room full of journalists here. I think there might be a few, a few people guilty of that. I, I, I travel a lot on public transport and it's just, yeah, I've always ended up with my um, ear pods in just aggressive aggressive typing really not noise cancel that mm, out, of, yeah. uh, out of existence yeah exactly <laughs> um and finally uh, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received be yourself simple be yourself very good thank you very much thank uh, you. it's been a pleasure speaking with you today michael thank you Thanks for listening to Checking In, a weekly podcast from Hotel Owner, the UK's trusted source of hotel industry news and analysis. Each week we meet a new guest and learn their story, all the highs and lows, triumphs and disasters they've faced and how they got through to the other side. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to. To get more industry insight, head to hotelowner.co.uk and subscribe for unlimited access. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of the podcast, drop us a line at podcast at hotelowner.co.uk.